Honestly, do you know how many subscriptions you have? Have you ever done the math as how much money you're investing in these regular subscriptions? Do you think you're losing out? Do you think you're benefiting from it? We're going to take a look at the rise of the subscription economy during this pandemic and see if we're actually understanding the consequences of tying ourselves or committing ourselves to these agencies forever. Every Monday, we analyze a focus topic, and this is our Jamis Focus for the day. For this segment, we have the host of a weekly NK News podcast and public relations consultant at Inside Communications, Jacko Zwetslu, joining us on the line. Good morning, Jacko. Good morning, Lena. You know, I might get a little frustrated during this segment, so bear with me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> How many subscriptions do you have, Jacko? Are we talking paid subscriptions? Yes, Jacko. Unpaid subscriptions doesn't harm anybody. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, through my work at Insight Communications, I'm lucky enough to have access to subscriptions to several online U.S. and British media outlets, so I can consume almost all the news I want through those websites. Mm. So I don't have any uh, personal uh, media subscriptions. Mm. But uh, my wife and myself, we have a subscription to a famous U.S. streaming service. Mm. Uh, and I have a subscription to a podcast by an American thinker named Sam Harris. I mm. recommend him to you and all your listeners. Mm. Uh, his episodes are usually quite long, over an hour in length. Mm. And non-subscribers can only listen to a portion of his episodes. Mm. So I had to subscribe to hear the full episodes. Uh, I also subscribe to a cloud-based hard drive storage service. And that cost me about $100 a year. Uh, and I subscribe to an integrated home software package that includes a word processor, a spreadsheet, a presentation maker, and more. You might be familiar with the brand. Mm. It used to be a package that you could buy outright, right. but nowadays is what they call software as a service, mm. S-A-A-S. And that means each year I pay for another year's subscription to continue using that software. Uh, and uh, finally, my wife has a subscription to a home shopping grocery delivery service, and she pays 15000 a month to have items delivered to us free of charge, no matter how little or how much she orders. You're so thorough with your answer, because when I thought of my answer roughly, uh, the first thing I went to, of course, were the media outlet subscriptions and then yeah. maybe a few of those streaming sites and then and then stopped. I didn't really take a look at my cloud-based hard drive storage, nor any of the software packages, nor any of the apps that require me to pay monthly. They all add up. You're absolutely right. Um, so for you, are, are these an automatic direct debit from your uh, bank account or a credit card? That's right. Yeah, they are. Uh, it happens um, in some cases each year automatically, whether I remember it or not. Uh, in case of the streaming service, that's a monthly direct debit. Even when, you know, in the there were months when I didn't watch anything at all. How uh, so? First of all, how? <laughs> well, you know, uh, they have these things called books and they have... <laughs> They have other streaming services that you don't have to be a subscriber to, uh, shorter service, you know, shorter videos. Uh, and previously, that streaming services charge was added to my phone bill each month, which mm -hmm. meant that if I wasn't paying careful attention, I might even forget that I was paying for it. Because it's not a separate sort of marker on yeah. your monthly bill, for example. Exactly. So that automatic reoccurring direct debit has become a problem, I think, for most of us who are not conscientious of our bill every single month. And to be honest, I don't think I've ever been. Yeah, it, it's certainly true, uh, especially during the pandemic in the last year and a half. People have signed up for a lot of subscriptions, mm. either online subscriptions like the streaming services or, or uh, media websites or for physical products to be delivered to their houses. 
because you know the money that they couldn't spend on traveling or going out or dining out with with friends that they uh, spent on subscriptions instead mm. uh, but in my case i didn't sign up with anything new in the last year did you i signed up for so many but one that comes to my mind because it recently extracted so much money out of my bank account was these online classes taught by so-called masters uh, ah. so i mean they, the promotions for it were everywhere so it was almost them. right it's hard to miss and yes. it was just kind of blaring in my face like you have to sign up and it felt like last year was the proper year for me to learn how to grill the perfect steak to become a better interior decorator i did not after watching these programs but i was allured by it gee uh and was that an annual charge or a monthly thing it's an annual charge and it's a massive amount so when they did charge me this year it was a kind of a not so gentle reminder i should probably make a spreadsheet of all of my subscriptions which i did (laughs) well and that brings me to my point that people are often learning the hard way uh two very important facts firstly if you stop using a service for a while, especially an online service like a, uh, an online course, for example, or a media or streaming website, it's easy to forget that you ever subscribe to it. However, that service's billing department doesn't forget that fact, nor does it forget your credit card number, and so you keep paying perhaps until long after you stopped using the service. Mm-hmm. And the second, second thing that people learn, and it often comes soon after learning the first thing, is that it can be really challenging to unsubscribe or to cancel your subscription. And I'll give you one example that my wife told me about yesterday. She joined a Korean music streaming service, uh, and it offered a six-month discount period initially during which the monthly subscription fees were half the regular price. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she signed up and she used it for a while, but then she wanted to end the subscription before the cost went up to the full original price because she mm-hmm. wasn't using it enough. So she tried to unsubscribe via the app. That was difficult, to say the least. So she mm-hmm. called the streaming services call center. And a young man there explained to her that she would not be able to unsubscribe via the app. She'd have to go to a PC and do it there. Mm-hmm. Well, what about over the phone with the call center employee? No, no, that wasn't possible either. <laughs> Only over the PC. So that was quite frustrating. Have you ever had similar problems in unsubscribing? Yes, absolutely. Because I had to do an overseas phone call just to get my unsubscription done. So I tried to unsubscribe to uh, one of the many dailies that I was no longer looking through. I used to live in Silicon Valley. This was our already a decade ago. I subscribed to local paper back then. And what I had to do was perhaps very similar to your wife. I couldn't do it over the app. I couldn't certainly do it over the PC. I had to call the subscription department in Pacific time zone, which meant that in the middle of my workday, I'd have to drop everything and call overseas. And even that was incredibly difficult. Yes, it has become uh, very difficult and onerous for some people, uh, so much so that not only are there Internet articles telling you how to do that, but last week, an august news agency as the Washington Post actually published an article titled, Don't Let Forgotten Online Subscriptions Rack Up Monthly Charges, Here's How to Take Control. Now, if even the WAPO is taking this problem seriously enough to publish a story with an obvious giveaway, eye-catching, clickbait title like that, it must be a big deal. It certainly feels like a WAPO in my face. Uh, Uh I wish I actually saw this before my incredibly frustrating process. And I'm sure some of our listeners are agreeing. In fact, one of our regulars, Cam Cam, has just chimed in. I have several subscriptions I think I need to reconsider. That's most of us. So what advice did the Washington Post recently give? 
Yeah, I'll give you the, the summary form here. When you start your new subscription, assume that you won't renew the next year. So turn off the auto-renewal option if that's possible. If you cannot or do not turn off auto-renewal, it increases the likelihood that you will forget and start you know, and pay money for something that you don't want anymore mm. a year later. Also, check whether the subscription fee goes up after a while, like with my wife's music streaming service. I recently subscribed on behalf of the PR company where I work to an American newspaper. It started out at $3 a month, but then it went up to $8 after the first Oof, month. So keep an eye jump. on that. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, would you believe that there are apps that help you keep track of your subscriptions? Why wouldn't they? <laughs> For example, track my subs and do not pay, but there are many more. <laughs> and you input your information and the app will let you know when your subscription is about to renew or charge your credit card or bank account for a payment. Mm. Otherwise, of course, you can do it all manually. Uh, you can make a spreadsheet with your username, password and subscription start and end date mm. and information about how to end the service. Mm. Uh, if you're wondering how to subscribe, the first place to start is on the website or the homepage of the service itself. Uh, you can, you know, they have a little search box there mm. and you can search for the word unsubscribe or cancel in the help section mm. or just Google it. Uh, you'll be surprised how often how do I unsubscribe from X turns up a Google result. Because I think many people share the sentiment, right? A, lo a lot of people are trying. Otherwise, get on the phone to the call center. But before you do, you make sure you have your details ready, like your account name, your account number, your credit card number, when you join the subscription service, and copies of any texts or emails that you might have received. Uh, sometimes the call center employee may ask you why you want to unsubscribe and offer you various inducements to stay. Mm. And when you, that happens, what you must do is say repeatedly, if necessary, my situation has changed. I love the service, but it's not meeting my current needs. <laughs> is that something that you came up with or the Washington Post? That's from the WAPA, yeah. You know, I've got to say, this is pretty specific. And I feel like maybe, just maybe, it's based on the, the journalist's experience. Because, yeah, sometimes they do offer something really sparkly to say, hey, do you need another tote bag? And suddenly I'm thinking, do I need another tote bag? Yeah, or we'll give you a discount or yeah. something or, you know, gift it to a friend. Sure. Uh, the last advice in that article is to call your credit card company. If you're unable to end the subscription, you can ask the card company to decline the charge. In other words, to stop paying that uh, subscription so that you don't have to do it yourself. <laughs> uh, and then the final result, what they call the nuclear option, is to report your credit card as lost. And that will mean you get a new card with a new number and all your existing automatic payment renewals will stop. Uh, and then those services will have to contact you via, you know, whatever, email or, or, or messenger service to ask you if you want to continue the service or not. I can't decide if nuclear option is brilliant or slightly passive aggressive. <laughs> Well, it's certainly that. But yeah, again, it's only when everything else fails. That's true. And you gave an extensive list of things to do before you get there. That's right. All right. So let's take a look at the opposite. Knowing that the consumers are increasingly frustrated that unsubscribing is way too difficult, why do companies insist on doing this? And why do they insist on automatic renewal and make it so hard to quit? Yes, in almost every case, it's easier, much easier to sign up than it is to cancel. Uh, the Washington Post cites a marketing professor at St. Mary's College of California who said, companies say auto-renew is, quote, in your best interest, but in reality, it's good for them. And of course, I totally agree. It's not for my convenience, but for the companies. Uh, the same professor says, some brands make it difficult to unsubscribe on purpose, which in this era of social media is insane because when people are mad, they talk more about the experience 
than if it is good. You're absolutely right. We get increasingly frustrated with our shared audiences, usually hundreds and thousands. That's right. People get on the Twitter and the other spaces or on the radio and they tell people about what a nasty experience they've had. Not nasty, just, you know, it's personal experiences. We're not getting angry, are we? Not yet. (laughs) Is this a new economic model, Jack, or do you think that's here to stay? Yeah, it, it, it's important to, to notice that this is not something that's happened by accident. Companies have intentionally been investing for years uh, in what we call this uh, subscription economy. So even though subscriptions are as old as magazines and book of the month clubs, what we see now is a, is a really renewed interest in subscriptions as a business model. Uh, a very popular and successful Korean messaging app, whose signature color is yellow, openly stated that it believes that the subscription economy is a new growth engine. Uh, last November, the CEO of that service announced in an online news conference that subscription services are hot and only growing hotter. The messenger service began to provide regular deliveries of food and cosmetics, as well as subscriptions for online content like news, videos, music, and so on. And it sees subscription economy as the way forward for revenue streams. Mm. Now, I've said it a few times, this term subscription economy, it's a newish buzzword in the business world these days. According to Forbes magazine, in a subscription economy, traditional business models based on one-time payments give way to partial or full subscription models with recurring payments. And it's not just for magazines and movie streaming. Uh, Think about the software as a service that I mentioned earlier. Mm. Uh, It's because companies love recurring revenue. Mm. That helps their revenue streams become sustainable and predictable. Much more predictable, right? So they can budget perhaps better. Yep, absolutely. Finally, what about the different kinds of subscriptions? I understand that there is even a coffee subscription, and this kind of blew my mind. Yes, I read an article uh, from early May in the Financial Times that reported about coffee shops in London, many of which had to close down completely under COVID lockdowns. Mm. Uh, But now they're reopening and trying to lock in the customers for the long term to help them recover financially. Mm -hmm. So with these subscription models, you pay a set amount of money each month and then drink lots of their coffee. Ah, So it's almost as if you get an unlimited come again card, like a gift card, right? Yeah, that's right. So how is that actually working out for the coffee brands then? According to the journalist who wrote this review article, it's a buyer's market, and that means that there are many good deals and discounts available. Mm. And to really make it convenient for people, they can order their coffee ahead online and then pick it up from the store when the coffee's ready. And that saves time waiting in a queue and ordering. Mm. Of course, that doesn't work if you want the uh, coffee people to use your reusable mug or tumbler for the coffee. Right? That's mm. only for disposable cups. So bear that in mind. Uh, The author of the Financial Times piece worked out that in the case of one famous British chain, you'd have to drink 41 cups of filter coffee every month, and that's more than two cups each workday, to make the £20 monthly subscription worthwhile. Mm. So some people may drink that much, but not everyone. (laughs) And I don't Uh, think it's encouraged. That's right. And there was one university student from Oxford who did a very, very granular analysis and initially came up with a positive conclusion that it was worth subscribing to this service. But eventually he decided to stop his subscription because he was uncomfortable about all the purchase and location data that he was giving away to the coffee company. And he even had the nightmare vision that he might walk by a coffee shop and he you know, could then receive a push notification to his phone saying, hey, we see you're in the area. Why don't you come in and have a free coffee? 
I just got chills. Mm. That's god awful. But I, I guess that sometimes we forget that every time we add on a little bit more convenience to our lives, there is also data being collected for some company. Always. The thing is, twenty pound monthly subscription. Perhaps in the parts of the UK, that that may be too expensive. But in Korea, coffee prices can rack up real fast, and yeah. I'd sign up in a heartbeat. <laughs> Korea is well known for having uh, quite expensive coffees and fancy ones too. Yeah, mind you, I mean it's, it has this whole theme, the third wave of coffee, where artisan coffee is incredibly expensive. So I would definitely subscribe if they offered. Yes. Okay, so did that particular Financial Times article mention if coffee subscriptions in London are automatically renewing and are payments automatically deduced each month? Yeah, I, I couldn't find that in the article. I did look specifically, but it wasn't there. But I, I, I tend to think that with the coffee thing, you'd have to go in each month and, and, and uh, continue the subscription. I certainly hope it's not automatic deductions because yeah. wouldn't it be awful if you were subscribed to three coffee shops but you only went to one of them and you'd forgotten about the other two? Oh, God. And that would, that would frustrate me. And I feel like coffee is sacred territory for me, so it's like, don't mess with it. Sacred territory. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Jacko, for a fun conversation. Go have yourself some delicious morning coffee. I'll talk to you again next week. Self-made, much cheaper. <laughs> See you Thanks, next week. Lena. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.